Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. I just want to share uh, probably for the next 10 or so minutes and then we'll, um, then we'll d- discuss this idea for a little bit and uh, we'll be out of here right, right around 1030. Um, this, uh, first before um, we start and if anybody's listening, Right now uh, online, thank you so much for listening and uh, wanting to move your life forward and be better. Um, I, I want to remind everyone that as we talk through these things, that when you hear things like this, uh, when you spend time even reading your Bible and praying just by yourself, you are responsible for what you hear. You're responsible for what comes into your life, meaning that um, when we say responsible, that it's just not for you to say, that's something I like. Um, that's, that's like something that can be on social media, you know, like you see something and you like it. But there's no responsibility with that, that you're just saying, I agree. That's I like it. Don't let that be your response to these kind of things, to where you hear the Spirit of God speaking to you and say, I like it. No, it it should actually go down deeper than that. It should actually not only change your life, but it should change every person in your world's life. So so when you hear these things, please don't just filter them in... uh, in, in, um, because a leader filters things differently. Uh, and so this is, this is why I'm saying that. A, a leader can filter things in two ways. One, oh, that's good for me. I need to change. So you know that there's things in your life that you need to change. But also, you are hearing things for other people. And so you're, you're able to filter some of those things and say, you know what? This other person's going to really, uh, this is going to be really good for them as well. And either one of those two heavily is bad for you. So uh, what I mean by that is if you filter things too much and just make it about yourself, you live your world really small. And so you're not able to lead the way you should lead because you, um, you're only about what is good for you. You don't think about other people in your world. But if you lean too heavily on the other side and think, oh, this is for this person and this is for this person and this is for this person, you never actually change yourself. You're only thinking that other people need to hear this, but I'm good and I don't need to change. So you need to have, as a leader, you have to have that filter that's able to be able to see these things and say, okay, there's some things in my life that I need to change. I want to get better. Uh, But there's also people in my world that I think um, would really benefit from this as well. That is a healthy balance as a leader of when you hear things Uh, And when you hear a sermon or when you hear a leadership talk or when you're reading your Bible or when you're taking notes, that's the healthy balance that we all need to strike. And it's hard sometimes, but the spirit of the Lord will help you uh, and quicken you to like, oh, hey, that's good for me. Oh, I need to. Yeah, I need to put that in my life or, oh, that's that's for somebody. I know this would be so good for somebody. So um, with that being said, uh, I want to talk through this one verse. Um, It's not. Uh, this is not like any deep revelation or anything. This is just real, um, real practical. And uh, and it also, um, and and by the way, why I say that too, uh, I, I think it's really good 
to be able to take really simple things and just, oh, I need to have that in my life. There's no reason to make Christianity complicated. It's, it's not, following Jesus is not rocket science. It's just hard. It, following Jesus is not rocket science. It's just hard. So it doesn't, it doesn't take like this amount of, well, anyway, let me read this. Okay. Um, this is uh, in Acts chapter 17, verse 13. But when some Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God in Berea, they went there and stirred up trouble. But when some Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word in Berea, they went there and stirred up trouble. Very simple. But I want you to see something here that I, I think is so important for some of the fabric of not only us as leaders, but also, also our church, is that uh, trouble will travel. Trouble will travel. Meaning that a change of scenery will not change your fight. So there, there are fruits of faithfulness that you want to have in your life. But don't think that if you change your scenery, that your fight will change. I want you to see this with that in mind. I want to read the scripture again. But when some Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God in Berea, they went there and stirred up trouble. Paul had a fight in Thessalonica. He went to Berea and trouble traveled. I, I want everyone to see that sometimes, sometimes we think that our fight will be different if we change our scenery. So if I, if I change this church and go to a new church, my fight will be different. No, it won't. If I change my friends and get new friends, my fight will be different. No, it won't. If I change my spouse and get a new spouse, my fight will be different. No, it won't. If I change my, you can just go down the line, change my job, my fight will be different. No, it won't. Trouble always travels. You have to understand that a change of scenery will not change your fight. You are always going to have some of the same fights no matter where you go. If I, um, if I had some issues uh, with me as a leader, as I moved from Washington, D.C., as a first, as that my first job as a pastor, and I moved to Colorado Springs and thought, okay, I'm going to be a different person here. No, just my scenery changed, but I have to personally change for my fight to change. And so I, it doesn't matter where you move to. So many of us think that if I uproot my life and move to something different, that my fight will be different, that things will be, we've all heard it, that the grass is greener on the other side. We think that that's always something that will be, uh, that, that will be good. And we all know that, well, you know, yeah, I understand that. But we all have this fight all the time on how to be faithful. I, and I'm just saying there are fruits to faithfulness. There are fruits to being able to put your life down and say, I'm not moving. I don't care what kind of fight I'm fighting. I'm not moving. 
The best marriages aren't the ones without fights. The best marriages are the ones that have learned how to fight. And to fight well. And to say, I'm not leaving, even though I don't like you very much right now. I'm not leaving. But that doesn't make a very good romantic comedy, but it makes a great marriage. And so you, you don't understand. We, we got to be leaders like this. And so this is why I said what I said at the beginning. Who in your world right now, even in our church right now, is thinking that their life is going to be better if they travel and trouble is not going to follow them? You need to let them know trouble travels. Don't, 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 don't fool yourself that you think that a change of scenery is going to be better for you. That, that is not, I, now I understand there's some, there's some times that God moves us and there's some times that we have to move and jump into a new season. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all the times that we use God to make up something so we can leave and can move and think that it's going to be easier on the other side. And just so you know, the same fight that Paul fought in Thessalonica was the same fight that he fought in Berea. And it did not matter where he went. And it will not matter where you go. If you have an issue with somebody, uh, I'll just give you a, a, a hypothetical. If somebody has an issue with, with my preaching in our church and said, oh, well, you know what, Ben is just... He's nice for this and this and this, but I don't really like what he says on these things. So we're going to go to a new church and we're going to get the, guess what? After six months, the honeymoon period, they're going to start finding some reason that they don't like what is being preached at that church as well. And they will move to the next church and they will move to the next church and they will do not let fickleness be instead of your faithfulness and don't let that stuff start building up in your heart in some way that starts putting a wedge between what God wants to do in your life and where you think that God is leading and guiding you. Just be faithful. Stick your roots down deep. Let your roots go down deep. Go down deep. I, I was thinking through some of these things and the, I, I think some of the fight of faithfulness is that we don't know how to let our roots go down deep. We don't know how to be really open with people. We don't like it. And so we'd rather move so we can keep a facade that looks like we're connected, but we're not really. And so we'd, instead of being vulnerable... We choose to move. Um, another, another one that we could do is um, we think that uh, going deep means, um, means some kind of uh, huge spiritual uh, thing that we have to, it's, you know, it needs to be so deep and smart and complicated and all that kind of thing. No, I don't think that's what makes you faithful. I think going deep says just, I'm just going to keep doing what I need to do. So I'm going to keep putting my face in front of the Lord. I'm going to keep opening up my Bible. I'm going to keep reading it. I'm going to keep asking the Lord to speak to my heart. I'm going to keep asking the Lord to keep my heart uh, not a heart of stone, but a heart of flesh. I'm going to ask God to actually help me to keep moving and changing and being the person that he needs me to be. That's going deep. 
that's going deep. It's not, it's not about knowing something. It's about knowing God. And, 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 and so you, 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 let, you let the Spirit of God start moving on your heart and moving. And so as I say some of these things, I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying them to all of us here. I'm saying this to our church at large. Let's enjoy the fruits of faithfulness. Because the fruits of faithfulness, those things are friendships that last forever. The fruits of faithfulness are people who know you on your worst day and still love you. That's a fruit of faithfulness. Uh, A fruit of faithfulness is people who are for you when you don't feel like you're for yourself. That's a fruit of faithfulness. Uh, Another fruit of faithfulness is um, God sees you when no one else does. That's a fruit of faithfulness. I'm going to talk about some of this on on Sunday, but see, God God saw David when no one else saw him. When when everybody else was looking at all his other sons, uh, uh, Jesse's sons, what did God say? God saw David, and he was being faithful. Faithful out there on the back 40 with sheep that no one else, he was doing the worst job at the worst time, fruit of faithfulness. You know, what, what if David just said, you know what, this is stupid. I'm going to watch sheep. I'm actually really good with a sling. I bet I could go find somewhere to fight. And so he left and became a mercenary. What would happen to his life at that moment? He, didn't, he wouldn't understand that trouble travels. And he wouldn't understand that a change of scenery doesn't actually mean that you're going to have it all taken care of and it's all going to be better. But instead, he chose to be faithful. And the fruits of faithfulness, God saw him when no one else saw him and put him in a position that he couldn't put himself in. Fruit of faithfulness. In, in a world, in a culture that actually celebrates moving and just anything that uh, you don't like is a chance for you to change let's fight against that because because we we as a church want to build something that will last and you can't build something that will last if you don't have faithfulness and and, and so so we got to make sure that faithfulness be able to put our roots down. Let's champion that. Let's be the biggest cheerleaders of that. Saying, just, I, I know there's tons of opportunity. Don't let opportunity move you. I, I, I know there's a lot of uh, flavors of the month. Don't let that move you. Like, you know, like we would all say that is good for a marriage, but let's say, but we know that's good for a church too. You know? Like, I'm just saying, we look at a marriage and say, hey, what's going to make you good at your marriage is when you see somebody else that looks good to you, you turn the other way and say, I don't, I'm not going to do it. Right? Nobody in their right mind would say, what makes a good marriage is you immediately when you see somebody else that you look good, you're like, ooh, I'm going to marry that person and divorce that person. No one would say that. But why do we say that that's okay with church? You know, like we, we immediately just say, ooh, that's a good, no, that doesn't make healthy churches. That, that, that doesn't make healthy churches. 
And so we, we need to celebrate faithfulness. And just say, man, we're just, we're just here. I'm just planted. I'm good. And celebrate. And that's when we get to enjoy the fruits of faithfulness. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.